Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. This is Dwayne, one of your hosts for Tinsel Tunes. Yeah, and this is Christmas music lover Scott, your other co-host. Dwayne, it is so great to see you today. We've made it to June. We made it halfway to Christmas, buddy. We have. In fact, over here in New Zealand, it is the 25th, so happy Leon's Day. Oh, yeah, it's uh, the 24th here, but... Yeah. So you subscribe to the Leon Day thing. You know my buddy Brand doesn't doesn't care for the, the verbiage on that. No, I, I sort of don't either, but since a lot of our community know yeah, Leon yeah. Day, yeah, I yeah. thought I'd mention it, but yeah, or half Christmas, as some people call it. Either way, we're closer to this Christmas than we were last Christmas. Or... Heck yeah, we're halfway there. This is this is wonderful. I did uh, go to our local craft store that we have in the U.S. called Hobby Lobby because a lot of people had been sending me notes that they were seeing Christmas stuff there. I popped in last night and I didn't see any Christmas stuff in mine. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but I, I don't know. I, w- I was only expecting it to see it because people told me that I was going to see it. Under normal circumstances, I'd say it's June. I'm not expecting to see any Christmas decorations uh, when I go to the store. But I was kind of hoping. Yeah, um, we won't see anything over here at all. Um, Christmas in July is not something that's generally celebrated. Yeah. So we won't see anything. So I rely on Facebook um, and I get uh, like Jerry's putting photos up of um, the decorators warehouse that he works at. Yeah, it looks awesome. That's it. Yes, that looks awesome. And uh, other people posting up on Facebook. So that's where I get my mid-year Christmas fix. Um, So yeah, but I am looking forward to this year. Bring it on. Yeah, and we have a TV shopping network called QVC here in the States. They're going to do Christmas in July starting on July 1st. They usually do it for whatever the first like weekend is. And I don't like any of the stuff they're selling in, in terms of I wouldn't buy it. But I sure do like turning the television on and seeing Christmas trees in the background and yeah. lights and just holding up kind of Christmassy items. It's starting to get hot here. We have the opposite weather for you. So seeing that kind of cools me down in a way. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, we are opposite. And over here, winter doesn't equal Christmases, obviously. Right. Um, right. It's just dismal. We've had a week and a half of just constant rain here most of New Zealand or definitely where I live, uh, you go out into the grass okay. and your feet sink into the ground. It's just so yep. soggy. Uh, I'm over it. Yeah, the dog is up to his elbows out there every time he goes yeah, out. Yeah, and, and then mud. you have to try to clean up after, you know, and it's yep. yeah, it's not nice. And so I just can't wait until spring comes because that, that's my trigger that, uh, that Christmas is around yep. the corner. And when your spring comes is when yeah. my fall is coming. So we are both looking forward to the same yep. month of the year, uh, opposite seasons. But yeah, um, summer's not my favorite. It's a little hot. But listening to Christmas music can kind of cool me down. That was the idea behind some of those famous songs uh, we've heard. Which was the one that uh, that was written specifically on a hot day in like July or August. I can't remember which one of them. Can you off the top of your head? I think it was just White, uh, White Christmas. Or Chestnuts, uh, the Christmas song maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, there was a few, but off yeah. top of my memory, you know, we are sort of getting on a bit. <laughs> the memory doesn't recall. I felt the urge a little bit lately to put on a track here and there. Not as much the the vocal stuff. It's usually more instrumental, like Mannheim Steamroller or... Yeah. Uh, Wynton Marsalis has this great album called Crescent City Christmas Card that's a jazz album, and I absolutely love it. I bought it in one of those used CD bins back in the in the 90s, and it's still one of my absolute favorites. I absolutely love it. There's another one by a, a classical guitar player named John Fahey, and he's just got beautiful instrumental music. So that's kind of my jam this time of year is the instrumental stuff. 
Yeah, what I'm listening to is um, uh, ASMR type music. So when I'm trying to go to sleep, so it's not just Christmas music, okay. but it's Christmas music from another room. Oh, I've have you, seen have you those. Heard of that effect? I've seen the YouTube yeah. videos. It says like you know oldies Christmas songs playing in another room, and sometimes they'll have a fireplace sound in the front of it. Yep, and stuff. And yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, so it's got rain, a bit of thunder, then you hear Christmas music faintly, or even just old crooner music yeah. playing in the background from another room. It's, it's quite effective, and it's quite neat. You'll have to post some of those to our Facebook group. I, I think other people would enjoy them. I'd like to know these specific ones that you're listening to as well, because sometimes they can be hit or miss. Yeah. So if you know of a good one, post it, and I'd love to hear if other people like it as well. Oh, well, I, I listen to them through Spotify, so yeah, I'll just post the links and oh, see what Oh, okay, people, yeah, that works yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's, cool. It's usually all the same stuff. Uh, speaking of hearing from people, you want to open up the mailbag? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we had quite a bit of feedback. Now, I hope I got them all. So I apologize to anyone if I did miss it. Let me know and we can mention it in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, the, the admin side of it is it's very tough for both Dwayne and I to open the Tinseltoons podcast at gmail.com email inbox because we're on opposite sides of the planet and Google thinks that we're getting hacked yeah. <laughs> or somebody has guessed the password and then it it locks it out and it's a big pain. So usually I check it and forward it to Dwayne so it, I could have dropped the ball on some things. I do appreciate and I absolutely read everything that people send in. Yes, and uh, and I've got some messages through Messenger itself, and I absolutely uh, read all of those uh, recently. Now, the first one is from Juliet Brown. So some of these names uh, be familiar from both podcasts and, and other Christmas ones. Yep, there's a lot of people that listen to Christmas Morning. I know uh, I've heard of Juliet Brown before. I know Josh Allen, Laura Gilbert, all these people. Yes, and um, so Juliet goes on to say that I overall love this episode, but I was disappointed that you didn't mention the 19... 19- 54 sequel at all. This, of course, is to um, Santa Baby uh, with uh, Eartha Kit. There was a sequel? Yeah, so I actually... Okay, this is news to me. Yeah, I actually had it in the notes to discuss that song, but we skipped over it oh. for some reason, because we do jump through our notes sometimes. Yeah. And uh, and I completely skipped it. Sometimes we just get on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. So I apologize for that. What is the sequel? Um, now, if I remember rightly, it's slightly faster... Okay, what is it called, Santa Baby 2? Oh, no, so, um, yeah, I did have them. I can't recall them, but there was another version in 1954. (laughs) Well, you know what? Being our social media guru and doing the Facebook stuff, if you think of it, post it. Um, I will, I I will. I always see those things, and it's kind of fun because I I don't stay on Facebook all day long, but I'll kind of check it toward the end of the day of my my work day, and it's fun to see some of your messages in there. Yeah, in fact, I just remembered I did post it back. Uh, as a comment to, to Juliet, so it is on that post. Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. cool. Um, Josh Allen is a name that we know. Yep, Josh Allen sends me great stuff for both podcasts. Yep, that, which we absolutely love the feedback. So um, Josh says, great episode. Simple, easy as that. Yeah, and, and don't think that, oh, I'm not just going to send an email that said great episode because that's a waste of time. It is not a waste of no, time. No, we love it. I love seeing that. It is Awesome to know that somebody liked something that you put a bunch of work into. Thank you, Josh. Exactly. And here is the legendary Lenora Gilbert. We all know that name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lenora Gilbert, uh, we, we do a monthly Christmas party on the Christmas Morning Podcast, and we ask for listener submissions. You haven't done one, Dwayne, but that's all right. We'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Lenora, every month, sends us a, a well-produced audio clip, and they're so much fun. Uh, in fact, we have an episode dropping 
on Sunday in the U.S., so it'll be the 26th, uh, your calendar, uh, Dwayne. But uh, Lenora's got a, a really great thing on um, sending out cards for Christmas. So what did Lenora have to say? So um, she says, yay, I really enjoyed it. The only version that gives me the Christmas feels is the original Eartha Kit version. I'm glad the show will be back on a regular basis. I always learn so much. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I'm glad to be back, that's for sure. Um, it didn't feel quite like Christmas when I was away, so I'm glad to be back, and I'm still working on the display as well. And obviously, I'm glad that you're back. Yeah. Um, TJ Fries. Now, TJ strongly disagrees with both of us regarding Michael Blueblade's version, but I have a crush on him, so I am biased. I just don't happen to like his take on Santa Baby. It has nothing no. to do with Buble himself. Exactly. So happy to hear of Dwayne's return. Thank you very much. Um, I really enjoy the new format. Keep up the monthly episodes. I know it's difficult with the time zones. I appreciate you calling attention to that. Yes, it is very tough. If we don't catch this, it's Saturday afternoon for me, Sunday morning for you. If we don't catch this, we have to push it another week. And by the way, I would have done this a week earlier, but my wife ended up in the hospital with appendicitis and had to have it out. And I threw my back out at the same time, blah, blah, blah. It was it was <laughs> very hard. So we're, we are trying to get the episodes just a skosh earlier, but boy, is it difficult. It is. <laughs> Um, now, next comment is from Dale Dimas. Is that how you would say it, Dale? Yeah, Dimas, Dimas, yep. sure. Dale, Dale D. Yeah. Um, Dale goes, I hope you discuss the awkward rhyming met- meter in the second bridge verses. That has always bugged me. Now, when I, I thought, what, what does he mean? So I went back and had a look, and I think what he means is the verses that go, I f- think of all the fun that I've missed, think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. It, next year could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. It doesn't rhyme or it doesn't flow and it's got a weird meter within the bar. So is it like the wrong number of syllables? Yeah, I like think it just doesn't line up properly. It, it doesn't line up. And I think that's what Dale's talking about because it also happens, uh, you know, come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought from Tiffany's. It'd probably be better if I actually sang it, but of course I don't sing. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. So when you actually listen to it, it doesn't, flow like a regular line okay and i'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about so i think with the eartha kit version specifically you don't notice those things as much at least on a casual listen because you're hearing her and her breathy voice and the sultriness that she's bringing to the song mm. although that does wear off eventually and then you, then it probably stands out like a sore thumb yeah. to you if you notice that yeah so um, I, I hope we've uh, nailed that on the head. If Dale, if not, uh, feel free to reach out and to um, just sort of itemize yeah. uh, or clarify what, what you're talking about and we can re- revisit it. Feel free to make an audio message, sing it to us and tell us what you don't <laughs> like about it. I'm, I'll be, I'm all, that would be awesome. all game for that listening awesome. to that. Well, I think that wraps up the mailbag for this month. If you have any comments about previous episodes or I don't know, anything Christmas related, really, I don't care. Christmas morning, nope, nope. Nope. No. Uh, Tinseltoons podcast right. at gmail.com. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Or use the Facebook group <laughs> if you're a member of it. It's, it. it's free to join, so no problem. Exactly. Well, why don't we get to the main topic for today? We haven't even told people what it is. And you suggested this one to me, Dwayne, and I had never heard of the artist, artists, plural, that we're going to talk about today. So I said, sure, absolutely. Why not? Why don't you tell us what you had in mind? Because I think this group of musicians is much more popular down in your neck of the world. Definitely more popular in Australia itself than, than New Zealand. So what this is, this is, um, so it's a, it's 
a little different to what we're normally doing now. Mm-hmm. I've been following a group on YouTube for a while. They are an amazing group of musicians from Adelaide in, in Australia, uh, and they call themselves Sing It Live. Okay, and Sing It is one word, S-I-N-G, yes. capital I-T. So if you're Sing It, uh, if in case there's a little uh, discrepancy between the way Dwayne says it and the way I say it. Yeah, so yeah, Sing It. And they do. They really sing it, as you're about to, to hear. Now, I'll just interject real quick. I had never heard of these artists, yep. and I listened to them for the first time last night while I was pulling clips for the show. I was absolutely blown away. And I'm not going to oversell it. I'm going to let the music speak for itself. But fantastic musicians, fantastic vocalists, uh, and there's a variety of them today. And I had no idea what to expect. So I, maybe my expectations were low. I was completely blown away. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy it today. So please continue. I'll start from the, a bit of a history. And um, so Sing It Live <laughs> is the brainchild of Darren Mullen. Now, Darren's the co-founder and producer of a group called the Hinley Street Country Club, which is where, or HSCC for short, which is where I first heard them. This is where he gathered an extremely talented group of Adelaide musicians together to record cover songs, so not Christmas songs, but cover songs, and uploaded them to various social media. So the, the earlier songs of theirs, which included Darren, Absolutely amazing. Um, all the artists, or most of the artists that you'll hear today were also part of that group. And so uh, to date, he has released around 220 videos and has been viewed hundreds of millions of times on YouTube alone. Also, just, just to mention, Adelaide is actually the capital city of South Australia, okay, which is the fifth largest capital city in Australia. So Australia is quite huge, um, if you're not familiar with it at all. Well, sure. It's both a country and a continent at the same time, right? It is. Yeah, and they all just live on the outskirts. Yeah, everybody lives around the edge, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's because it's so hot, you got to live where, where the ocean is. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was YouTube where I first saw and heard these amazing uh, musicians. So they covered anything from latest type music all the way through to the 80s, dance, disco, 70s, anything and, and everything. So yeah. it's really worth hunting them out. Now, if you look at the show notes, you're going to find the links, the YouTube links for all the songs that we're going to play today. Yeah. A couple notes on that. One is sometimes just hearing it won't do the justice that seeing it will. Yeah. And also you're going to see the links uh, to a lot of their other content and it's a rabbit hole of stuff. I was watching videos for things like, uh, you know, Kelly Clarkson songs and Britney Spears songs. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Exactly. It's going to sound a little bit fanboyish, perhaps, but I really can't speak of them high enough, uh, highly enough. Sure, they do songs that aren't my my flavor, but they bring something special to those songs. And some of these Christmas songs uh, are just like that as well, yeah. which we'll get into shortly. It's, and it's not just the vocals. No, no, heck they're no. also fantastic musicians and you know players of these instruments. There was a wide variety of stuff going on, and I think watching it kind of opened my eyes to how much was really happening. And there's a lot of musicians. Dwayne mentioned that Sing It Live is the brainchild of Darren Mullen. Yes. A lot of these are recorded and it says in Darren's basement, which is kind of a, that doesn't do it justice. It's a music studio and it's a proper recording studio. It's incredible. Oh, the production's first hand, you know, you can't beat it. This is not some crappy kids bop cover of songs that you know. These are really, really good. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes when you think YouTube, you do think a layer below professional musicianship, but no, uh, definitely not. 
Yeah, so with uh, so so seeing it live came out uh, when HSCC hit the road as a touring act, and Darren stayed in his basement studio and created a fresh new music platform that continues to shine a light on real life performances with Sing It Live. Now he has gathered together Adelaide's finest musicians again and vocalists, and continues delivering weekly live performances to the masses on YouTube and on all digital music platforms. So you can also check them out on Spotify. I think it's important to note here that these are live performances, and I watched to see, oh, are they just lip syncing and they got it perfect in the studio and then they went back? I really don't think so. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But if it is lip synced, it is the most amazing high quality lip sync you've ever seen in your life. I really don't think it is because all the stuff that's happening with the instruments, it appears to be recorded live and it is good. It is. There's some behind the scenes videos on the songs they do as well. And it is live, live, live. Yeah. So um, live and amazing is what I'll say. Agreed. So, So why are we doing an episode about them on Tinsel Tunes? Well... In 2022, Sing It Live released a Christmas album featuring some amazing versions of popular Christmas standards, and might I say one not Christmas standard. It's <laughs> controversial. Well, it's either going to be the prayer or hallelujah, which hallelujah. are both, to me, not Christmas songs. No. Songs I like, but not Christmas songs. Yeah, great versions e- either way, and we'll, we'll hear those shortly. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, um, Scott, there's multiple singers, multiple musicians. So, to single out each musician would be a mammoth task, and at the risk of missing someone, and we encourage yeah. you to watch the videos which names the artists and includes their social links. As you say, you go down a rabbit hole with this. Um, mm-hmm. The channel and the song links will be in the show notes and on tinseltunes.com. Please go and check it out. If uh, if there's nothing else that you do in the next week or so and you want some Christmas music to celebrate half Christmas and, yeah. and as we lead into Christmas in, in July, this, this is going to satisfy you in every single way. Yeah. And if your experience is anything like mine, I had, as I said, low expectations. I was kind of like, sure, Dwayne, you know, we can do this. No problem. I was really, really invested in it when I was watching last night and it gave me all the feels I could possibly want. Yep. You know, even the studio is decorated for Christmas and they are having a good time. You, there's no doubt about it when you're watching these people that they are enjoying it. They're not just in it for a paycheck or you know whatever it would be. Mm. So if you need a little recharge of Christmas feels, definitely go watch the videos from the links that we're going to post. Exactly. And Dwayne said we're not going to try to identify all the musicians completely fair. There are a lot of them. It's like the Doobie Brothers. It's like a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> but I have tried to identify who the vocalists are from the notes they put in YouTube because a lot of them will be like, oh, well, remember we listen to All I Want for Christmas is You. Well, this is that same female vocalist. There are multiple yep. ones. So I am trying to. If I screwed it up, it's completely on Scott, not on Dwayne. <laughs> um, so there were 12 songs released and they actually released them one day at a time leading up to Christmas last year. So every day they release a new one uh, for the 12 days. Man, mm-hmm. I wish I'd known of that then. That would have been a fun little uh, audio advent calendar. That would have been awesome. So I, I, I'm sad I missed it out, but um, you know, I missed it. But I'm glad that I found it later on, and may, maybe they'll do it again this year. Maybe uh, we can hope. 
Now, I know Darren's going to be listening to this episode, and so, Darren, maybe do it again this year. Yeah, (laughs) and that's an important distinction from a lot of the things that we do on this show is usually we're playing clips of songs and hoping that the ghost of copyright past doesn't come and start yelling at us and demanding that the show gets taken down. It's happened before. We actually have permission to use clips of these songs from Darren and and whomever else that you spoke to, Dwayne. So the the clips are actually going to be a little longer today. The shortest one is a minute long. The longest one is about two minutes long. Yep, and I think people will really appreciate getting, because uh, as, as you know, Scott, the songs don't always start off and sound the same. They they evolve through the song. They add singers. They, they yeah. take instruments away. So hearing the snippet doesn't do the song complete justice. <laughs> I could testify because yep. after doing, this is my third Christmas music podcast, it can be very difficult if you're trying to keep a 30-second clip to go, well, where do I start this thing from? Yep. And even a, a song like Hallelujah, that's I think like the fourth song today, it's a different second half than it is from the first half. And even these that we're doing that are, are a little longer today can be very, very difficult. But we'll try to identify that as we go through today. Exactly. So, should we start? Absolutely. That's enough talking. Uh, we've gone quite a while without a single lick of music being played, and I hate it when that happens. So, <laughs> and we're going to go right in the order that the album does, or at least that they put it on YouTube yep. in. Uh, so, the first one today, not my favorite Christmas song, I've said this a lot, is All I Want for Christmas is You. Yep, same. But I have to admit that this take on it, I actually enjoyed way more than the Mariah Carey version. So let's go yeah. ahead and play it. It became obvious to me when we were listening to it, Dwayne, why I like that more than the original. Yep. And it's the distorted guitar. That's yep. half of it. Yep. I think it adds a whole different feel to the song that you don't get with the original. And those vocals are by an artist named Chloe Castledine or Castledine. Yep. I'm not sure how she says it. She has a growl to her voice that is so fun and both of those things together change the song for me and i enjoy it way more than the mariah carey version 
How did you feel about it? Same. Um, there's a third thing as well that I like about the song, and that is that the, the sleigh bells that play on that song aren't up front like Mariah Carey's version where the, that's all you oh, okay. hear through the song. So on this one, you hear them every now and then. They, they come to the front a little bit, then they, they disappear for a while, and they come back. Intentional, I'm not sure, but to me, it, it means I'm not focusing on those sleigh bells, which I really don't like sleigh bells playing through songs uh, and and they're so dominant. I like them as a bit of a background. So you're not in the Phil Spector uh, school then of Christmas music, where just you know, more sleigh bell. Yeah, no, less less sleigh bell is more sleigh bell. Okay. Um. Yeah, and with what you said as well, it's perfect. I will listen to this. In fact, all these songs are going on my playlist. So I won't say it at the end of every song because they're all going on my playlist. Yeah, yeah. These these all yeah. qualify for playlist. I would make just the playlist of these artists. Yeah, which I actually did. I, I did that okay. on my um, Average Drummer uh, YouTube page because I wouldn't mind trying to sort of play along to some of these later in the year, maybe. I'm not sure because uh, I'll get Darren's approval if he wants me to and, and whatnot. But If you do, I want you to do some of the jazz ones with the brushes. I'll absolutely tune in and watch you play because this is not a one-size-fits-all rock album. No. All the styles are going to be different today. Well, it's funny you should say that, Scott, because my setup is electric, so brushes don't work. Oh, okay. But it's sitting beside me as another drum kit that I brought last week, which is an acoustic kit, okay. which is which I'm going to be taking out to places and, and getting out there a bit instead of just doing the videos oh, cool. on playing. Um, being acoustic, it means I can play brushes all right it. great i love so, yeah i've said it many times on other shows i love uh cocktail jazz trio kind of setup yeah uh, whether that's drum bass and piano or drum bass and uh jazz guitar i absolutely love it it's probably my favorite style of christmas music so i'm yep. all in on that one um Watch the video with the vocalist, Chloe. Uh, she is so much fun to watch. She looks like she's having a blast while she's doing it, and it really comes through in the music. It does. I'll read a couple of comments as well of, oh, from, from the comments. Yep, so one of them says... From the, you're, so we're actually delving into the YouTube comments, comments the cesspool, yep. but maybe on Christmas music it's not as bad as uh, traditional YouTube comments. Oh, exactly. It's, it's nothing like okay. the normal comments. So this, the first one is, well... That was a whole bunch of fun. Merry rocking Christmas all. Yeah. <laughs> and it really was. That's, that's well said. True. Yeah. Um, the second one was, this is Christmas atmosphere, beautiful performance. The musical level is outstanding, both vocals and guitars, drums and keyboard. The music just sweeps away. Chloe delivers not only crystal voice in her singing, she brings the energy of the song. Yeah. Perfect. That is a little bit of a tough song to bring what the original does. You know, as much as I don't love the original Mariah Carey version, there is something very distinct about it. And it's a, it's a tour de yep. force or a whirlwind. And this one has just as much energy. I think the song suits being a, more of a rock song than a pop song. Because yeah. there's also uh, a couple of other rock versions that we've heard over the course of sure. doing Tinsel Tunes that are also very good because they're not like the original. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So the next one is Silent Night. This is also the vocals are by Chloe, but it also include... Yeah, better uh, you than me trying to pronounce these names. Go for it. Yeah. So it's Nikki. That's yep. easy. Um, Cosmida 
Hoikies? Hoikies. I'm so sorry, Nikki. I'm not sure. Nikki. Uh, Nikki's great. Well, Nikki, (laughs) yep. Uh, And Melissa McCraig. So there's three of them. Um, And I think it's McCaig. McCaig. I think there's an R in there. I just just want to get it as accurate as possible. It's my eyes. Uh, Apologies there. But uh, Chloe, Nikki, and Melissa. These are the three female vocalists I think we're going to hear today. I'm not sure if there are others. Uh, Yeah, there's there's one more. Her name's Rachel. So she comes later. Uh, There's two, actually. Sorry, there's oh. uh, Zyke and uh, Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. So this one is our longest clip today. It was very difficult to try to get a short clip and hear all three female vocalists. And they're all so good. I wanted to make sure that we didn't shortchange anybody. So I'll go ahead and play Silent Night. Um, Darren also sings on this as well. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. He's the He plays the keyboards and he jumps in with singing uh, with all three three of them later on if you've got part of that hopefully Great. As I said, that was a longer clip, Dwayne. It reminded me a lot of a pretty famous YouTube video that has Trisha Yearwood, Reba McIntyre, and Kelly Clarkson singing this song, probably because it's also a trio with some very amazing female vocalists. But I just wanted to get all of that in. And then they go and start doing an acapella halfway through, and I'm like, I can't cut it here. No, exactly. It's a shame the listeners can't see the cameras, but I have goose pimples or goosebumps, whatever yeah, everyone calls them. I absolutely think this is a sensational version of the song. I would put it up against any version I've ever heard by any duo or Same. trio or whatever. Absolutely love it. And I think this is where I was watching. I got to this one and was like, wait a minute here. This is something special. This is not just a bar band playing. Yeah. No. When I stumbled upon the Christmas side of uh, Sing It Live, 
I was wondering what am I going to hear because sometimes Christmas music yeah. uh, just gets done wrong, if that's the word, or where it's not taken as seriously as sure. quote quote regular music. But they give all these songs the seriousness that the songs deserve, totally, yeah. and it comes out in the performance. That, that's just amazing. Are there any YouTube comments on this one, Dwayne? That you that you thought were uh, relevant? Yep, so two short ones. Uh, first one is beautiful, just the way it should be sung. Congratulations, Darren and singers. And the second one is Nikki, Chloe, Melissa, and Darren, an angelic version of a Christmas classic song done to perfection, which is pretty much what we just said. Well said, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The next one is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. These vocals, I'm not sure how you say this name, Dwayne. Do you have a take on it? It's Z-K-Y-E. Is that yeah. Zeke? I'm thinking Zyke. Uh, Zyke? Ka- okay. uh, I should have checked this That's before a- we went live. We're so sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's Kai. So Two bumbling uh, middle-aged men try to get yeah. names right. This, yeah, not good. Uh, but the song is fantastic, Damn. so why don't we just play it? I love it. And there's this low end quality to her voice that reminded me maybe of like a Melissa Etheridge or something, but she doesn't just stay down there. She's not just a low end singer. She has incredible range, but it took me by surprise when it had this low earthy, breathy quality to some of it. And then those guitars come in at the end. And this is where I started to notice, wait a minute, these guitarists are good. Like really, really good. Yeah. Well, they're all professionals in their own right. When you go and check them out, you'll see exactly the range that they've got on her webpage. It basically says a voice left of center. Huh. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but all right. What I'm thinking is it means uh, that it's not just your standard pop voice. It's a little bit off the side, bluesy, rocky, gravelly, but um, with with a huge range is, is perhaps what yeah, I'm thinking. Definitely. So um, she pops up quite a few times in these songs. So as we go through, I'll try to figure out how to say her name properly because uh, I feel really bad that <laughs> I didn't do that. put it in Google or something and have, uh, you know, yeah. then we can say that it was AI's fault and, and not ours yeah. uh, if we get it wrong. <laughs> Um, We are going to hear her voice in the next song as well, and that breathiness is going to be very, very front and center. But any comments uh, from YouTube on this one? Uh, Yes. So um, on a personal note, it's not a song that I like. No, but I liked this one. I don't know why I like this more than the original. Yeah, that goes to show with a lot of these songs. You can take some, would say, mediocre songs. Some love these songs, we might might add, but 
Uh, you know, for some people, the songs aren't that great, but you give it another version and it's a whole new thing in itself. Maybe it's just that I'm tired of it because the Darlene Love version of this song is great. Exactly. It's a wonderful version, but it's not a song that I love. So I get real tired of it. And maybe a brand new take on it is all I needed to get a shot in the arm. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, I could listen to this whole thing. Exactly. So one of the comments was, um, Zakai, let's say Zakai. <laughs> that's that's probably close. Zakai. The name's pronounced by Dwayne Bailey. You're not necessarily in agreement with those <laughs> of Scott Newman or the Tinsel Tunes podcast. I, I don't it's know. Z K Y E. Yeah, I'm going to say Zakai because it to me that's how it's sort of written, and I really hope that we're not butchering it to the point where um mm-hmm. we get disliked. But the comment goes, your voice is amazing as a Chloe's and Cam's because uh, Chloe and Cam are the backup singers. Um, Cam comes in later on as a couple of other songs. Um, and then there's the comment goes, Stefan, is there nothing you can't play? Now, we haven't mentioned Stefan before, but Stefan Hawke, he plays the guitar, lead and rhythm and sings and plays bass. I think I've seen him play bass. He's one of those multi-instrumentalists that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. He actually gets quite a lot of comments in a lot of these videos. Oh, okay. Good. Um, well-deserved. Yeah. Very, very well-deserved. Uh, second comment is, great job in production. I'm generally not a fan of Christmas songs, but this one got me moving. Zyke's voice, Zakay, I, I mean, Zakay's voice is phenomenal. Okay, I went to howtopronounce.com and it says Zakai. Zakai, oh, okay. Uh, Zakai's voice is phenomenal and Chloe's energy is contagious. Totally. Easy. Yep. Now yep. we're going to stick <laughs> with this vocalist and listen to a song that I think Dwayne and I both agree is not a Christmas song, but for some reason, it is always presented as a Christmas song. Is that fair, Dwayne? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. The beauty in the moonlight overthrew you. She tied you. A kitchen chair, she broke your throne and she cut your hair, and from your lips she drew the hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Incredible guitar playing on that one. I know that's not what we're focusing on, but I really enjoyed it. And I say it's not a Christmas song. Okay, it's not a Christmas song to me, but I actually like the song quite a bit. I don't know why it's presented as Christmas music, but every time I hear it, it's so darn catchy. Yeah, it's a, it's a love song. Well, no, not a love song per se, because it's, it's about a relationship that uh, goes wrong, I believe. The reason it's become a Christmas song, according to my research. Okay. Um, this is news to was, me. Breaking news. Yeah. Now, this is Google, so it's true. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. So the song was first associated with Christmas in 2010 when Britain's Got Talent sensation Susan Boyle included it in her 2010 holiday album, The Gift. So, may, okay. and so it looks like after that, it's just become associated 
at Christmas time. Well, after that, Pentatonix yeah. did it as well, and it's on their Christmas album. And I I know that some people scoff when I say, oh, I like Pentatonix. Well, they're oh, yeah. good singers, yeah. and I like their version quite a bit. And now it's become Christmas canon just because all these artists put it yep. on their Christmas album. So I don't know. Say it enough, and it becomes true or something. Yeah, many songs have done that. In fact, one of the comments that we've got in the past was maybe doing an episode on those songs that aren't Christmas songs that have become Christmas songs. I'm, I'm game. Yeah, well, yeah, we could do that in August or something. It's probably yeah. a great topic. Um, so the comments on that one were, um, I like, I like this one. The first one is my goosebumps just got goosebumps. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what a solid performance! Now the second one is uh, for my ears. I would have to say that this is the most incredible rendition of that song I've ever heard. That includes Katie Lang's version. Oh, now I've heard Katie Lang's version. It is extremely good. I wouldn't want to pick between the two because they are both outstanding yeah those are those are fighting words yeah. but you could absolutely hold this version up with any other version that exists yeah and i think it would be a fair fight exactly now this is interesting i haven't verified this but it, this comment also says i also like that included a verse uncommonly sung fun fact there are seven verses and almost nobody ever sings them all i had no idea neither did i i'm gonna have to listen for it later right so next one is merry christmas baby this is an all-male one. This is interesting. Yes, and it's one again. Once again, it's one of those songs that I don't typically look out for. Totally agree. So, um, yeah, this, no, this is Cam Blockland, Stephen Hulk. It says H A U K. So I, I would Hawk, yeah, sure. Hulk, and Mario Marino. And I think what you're going to notice is this is a real fresh take on it that I really enjoy. So here we go. Just a fun version. Oh, very. This version just rocks. There's a wah pedal on the guitar yeah. that I was noticing, and I don't know that from the original, yep. so that added a new tonal quality to it. Just a great version. Exactly. And now, um, so Stefan was the second voice, and he played the guitars on this. So the comments are actually based uh, around Stefan's performance on this. Okay. Yeah, so the first one was, ever since Stefan came out with Don't Lose My Number a few weeks ago, so that's a non-Christmas mm -hmm. cover that they did, um, and that would have been late last year. I think he's one of the main singing gems in the team. I love his passion. Um, and the second one is great vocals are around. I wish Darren sang more because the guy has a killer voice. And every time Stefan 
plays or sings, the blues comes out. Yeah. That was strong in this. It's it's just inside of him and it comes out in the most natural way. I think that's why I like this. It has that blues feel. It doesn't have that standard rock feel. It does have that. I was getting this kind of Blues Brothers kind of vibe mm. from it, and it, it was fun. It made me smile and want to listen to it, yep. versus normally I usually kind of just turn the radio at this point. And Cam Blockland, we're going to hear yes, him exactly. later. He will blow your mind later, but I'm not going to spoil which one. So next one is Last Christmas. Now, this is Darren singing Last Christmas, so um, he's not there with anyone else. Uh, he is the main stage. You know, he's got the musicians, but no other singers. Yeah, let's hear him. Um, let's hear Darren. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just just before you do that, what's your take on the song overall, you know, the Wham version? Do you like it? You know, it's one of those songs that grew on me at first. Years ago, I was like, eh, I don't really like this song. But I think I was parroting things I had heard growing up. Because it wasn't yep. really popular with older people, like would have been our parents' age when we were growing up. But there's something about the song that I like a lot more now as an adult than I ever did. I don't know if you have similar feelings to that. I don't particularly like the song. It is on my playlist, and I do hunt it out. But I don't necessarily like it. However, what I do like about the song is like Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. When you hear it, you know it's Christmas time. Yeah, that's very true. So, the, especially yeah. the, the original version by Wham, yeah. too. There's plenty of covers on it, but I need to hear the Wham version to feel Christmassy. Yeah, but I also like to hear a different sure. version now and then, and that's what Darren's going to give us. Here we go. Not all Christmas movies that we watch are A-list, blockbuster, multi-million dollar budget movies. And a lot of times that becomes really apparent because they can't afford to use an original version of the song. So when we end up hearing a cover of it, this would be a song last Christmas that that kind of thing happens a lot. And usually you hear it and you're like, well, that's a really terrible version of that song. This version has a distinction that it's very much like the original. So if you were one of those producers and said, well, we can't afford Wham, get me the next best thing. I would pick this version because it sounds so good and so much like the original. Am I making any sense? You are. Um, And I think it's also a very fresh version of the song without going completely off the rails to something different. Yes, yes. It is not original take on the song at all. And I mean that in the best possible way. And, um, And I really do like this version. I'll put this one on a playlist 
over the Wham version, even though I have them on playlist, this is also going on yeah, the playlist. This, one's very, this very be good. the one that, yeah, I like the way Darren just really uh, sort of is he sincere with with what he's singing. Definitely. In fact, that's one of the comments. Um, someone goes, "Clean, unbellished, delicate, and sincere." That's the kind of performance that was. In other words, perfect for the song. Darren sang every word of the lyric as if he really meant it. And I think so. Yeah, if you were doing a tribute yep. to George Michael, this would be perfect. Exactly. Uh, and the other comment goes, I thought, no way. You can't mess with perfection. Wham did the perfect 1980s Christmas song. It can't be. I was wrong. Darren, guys, this was masterful. Thanks for putting your extraordinary spin on the classic. Yeah, and Darren, if you're listening, phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, wonderful. very much so. The next song, we're going to take a turn here. We're going to turn off of Main Street and from what we've been listening to, this is the first one I would call a kind of a crooner take on a song. Yep. This vocalist is Andy Seymour. This is the Christmas song, which... Like the following song that we're going to listen to White Christmas after this. These are both crooner songs. These are both Andy Seymour. Just listen to his vocal affectations. I think he does a really great job of making it sound like an artist from yesteryear. Yep. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. Every mother's child is going to spy. There's a good example of those brushes we were talking about, Dwayne. And I think one of the things I like about them is they sound less percussive and more ambient. Yep. You kind of get this rolling wave uh, kind of feeling. And what a nice, soft, gentle version of this song. What do you think? Put it this way, later on when we talk about what is possibly our favorite songs on the album, this one might just pop up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, absolutely, this song is amazing. This will be one I'd put on my sleep playlist as well, the one I, I, I listen to. Yeah, that's a very good way to say it. It's relaxing in the best possible way. His voice is just relaxing. And in fact, one of the comments says, uh, lovely rendition, smooth like sipping a warm brandy by the fireplace. Yeah, that was smooth like yeah. peanut butter right there. I'm going to hunt out more of Andy's stuff because I, I would say that that's his style overall, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing what else he sings as well. Well, the next song is White Christmas, yeah. also sung by Andy Seymour, so why don't we just listen to that? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those trees Tops, glisten, 
Children, listen to hear those sleigh bells in the snow. I've said many times that I love jazz Christmas music. That jazz guitar on that version specifically was beautiful. It sounds finger style to me. I'm almost positive it is. And there's just something about it that, oh, big smile on my face. Love that version. And it's another one that's very chill. Oh, when you watch the video, you'll see how chill Andy is when he's barely holding on to the microphone. He's yeah. just sort of like. <laughs> it, it's a, it was a very funny way he was yep. holding the mic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I got this. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. I think he was trying to sing more out of the side of his mouth to give a, a like a different vocal affectation to it. And it was fun. It was. And in fact, the comments reflect that as well. Um, First one goes Darren, Andy, Mario, Cam, and Damien. So those, you know, other mm-hmm. musicians. That was amazing. One of the best renditions of the song I've heard in ages. And it's interesting how you can take a really old song, somebody like the Drifters remade it their yep. way. That itself becomes a classic. And then somebody else, like in this case, Andy and Darren and the team, they pick it up and turn it into something the same, but new and fresh. It was very fresh. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. Real fun. Yeah. Second comment just when Andy came outstanding vocal and guitar solo breathing new life into this tired old biscuit so new so retro love the great rendition a tired old biscuit yeah. is very funny yeah and it's also apt when we're talking about the next song because the next one is have yourself a merry little christmas i know it's a christmas classic but it's a tired old song to yeah. me. i i don't get excited about it very often these vocals are by an artist named rachel lacar or lee car yep and I think it's really good. So why don't we play it and then we'll talk about it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. yourself a merry little Christmas make the yuletide gay from now on our troubles will be miles away once again Together, if the fates allow, until then we'll have to 
I said I wasn't sure why I liked it, Dwayne. Then it dawned on me while we were listening to it. It sounds like a jazz quartet. There's jazz guitar, there's brushed drums in there, there's bass, and there's probably like a either piano or some sort of keyboard. And I like that a lot. The The female vocals were not trying to be Mariah Carey and blow you away with everything she can do. It was very understated and it was tasteful. I really enjoyed it. Oh, exactly. And uh, her vocals also remind me of Julie Garland's version at times. And just with those brushes too, I'll just mention there's a couple of different ways you can play brushes on, on a snare drum. Okay. So on the earlier song where they weren't percussive, they were more ambient, they were just the drummer was just dragging the brushes in circle patterns without lifting them. Right, so okay. Like, That's where it kind of sounded like yeah. ocean waves to me. Exactly. And then on this, um, he's lifting them on, on each beat just slightly and bringing them back down onto the snare just enough to give a snare hit, but not over the top, and then follow through. Okay, yeah, yeah. You could hear an attack on yeah. that one versus just a, a rolling sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's, a, it's a hit and then a swirl and then a hit and a swirl left and right, and you're just sort of doing that motion. Sort of like wax on, wax off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I have to mention, so Rachel, not have to, because I found this last oh, night, okay. but Rachel <laughs> also has released her own Christmas album. Ooh. Yeah, so it's released in 2017, our 14 Christmas standards, and I had a bit of a listen to them all last night. Well, her album deserves an episode just by itself as well. Oh, wow. Uh, but definitely go and check out. Are they are they done in this style, which is kind of like a, I felt like I was in a smoky jazz club. Um, Not all of them. Um, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a range, but, but I like, yeah, I, I did like them all again. So uh, definitely check that out. I found it on Spotify. I didn't check to see if it's on YouTube. Okay. But yeah, if you, if you just uh, search for um, uh, Rachel's name in Spotify, yep. It'll come up, no problems there. Yeah, it's L-E-A-H-C-A-R, Rachel Lacar. Yeah. Um, really good. Now, the comments reflect everything we've just said. So, great Christmas track, and so very mellow, a great smooth jazz spin on the Christmas classic. Rachel's beautiful voice is truly the icing on the Christmas cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Beautifully sung, Rachel, faultless in such clarity, beautiful. Yeah, I just yeah. want to sit down in an easy chair with a Canadian whiskey and listen to these songs. It's so good. Oh, exactly. It's a shame that albums like this come and sometimes they just don't get noticed. Yeah. Because this whole album, it should have come out, you know, like when it came out last year, it should have come out and it should have been at the top of everything because they other artists, now I might get blown out of the water in the comments for this or feedback, but there was some professional, quote, quote, artists that released some absolutely <laughs> terrible Christmas albums in the last few years. This blows a lot of those away. Yeah, I would listen to this over a Debbie Gibson Christmas album all day, every day. Yeah, or Backstreet yep. Boys. And I, I mean, I like the Backstreet Boys, the regular yep. stuff, because it's yeah, nostalgic. But the Christmas album, to me, well, it didn't gel, but this... Yeah, it just it didn't do it for me. But I wasn't a huge Backstreet no. Boys fan, so it's not like I looked forward no. to it. It's just It was just another Christmas yeah. album. This, very low expectations, don't know any of these singers, liked everything so far. Exactly. So, um, I, And I hope everybody is, is going to go and check them out, because you're missing out otherwise. I seriously yeah. think people are missing out if they don't check this out. We're going to stick with Rachel Lacar for the next song. This is Feliz Navidad, so it's Cam Blockland and Rachel Lacar. Now, the first minute of the song is all done in Spanish, and I didn't grab that part because I thought musically the clip that I grabbed was a little bit better, but still very impressive. Indifferent. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. 
Navidad, próspero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a merry What do you think of that one? So I quite like the original Jose Feliciano's version. This just blows mm-hmm. that out of the water in regards to it's different because the older songs, we've heard them time and time and time and time again to the point where there's just same old, same old. And so to hear something old get refreshed. Uh, I really love this, the Spanish intro. I've never heard that before. I don't know if that's actually a standard somewhere that got dropped or has it been added on by other singers, but it really worked well. In fact, Rachel also sings this song on her Christmas album, but Darren is actually singing the male part, not Cam. Okay. And that's also a very good version as well. Oh. So uh, it's worth checking out too. I like the original by Jose Feliciano. I'm just tired of yep. it. You hear it all the time, uh, really uh, ad nauseum. Yep. And this was a fresh one. It was really fun. I like it as a duet as well. That's fun. Oh, yeah. I think they call that the counterpoint. Oh, okay. And the comments basically uh, just reflect what we've just said. Uh, I'll just read one of them, but it was just like, well, the intro duet in Spanish is wonderful, and later when Cam is singing in English, and the most beautiful uh, Rachel Lee Carr dueting in Spanish is really good. Love the arrangement, and the production is over the top. Oh, that also reminds me, I was noticing while I was listening to it, that the production of the music is also excellent. And what I mean by that is it can be very hard to balance the volume levels of all the different instruments, especially when you're all in the same room and you know, you might have a microphone on the drum kit that's also picking up sounds from other ones. So it can be very hard to balance it and get it right. You could hear that finger style guitar there. It was perfectly clear. Everything in the mix was awesome about that. So that's another thing you could pay attention to here is that's an easy thing to screw up or not be good at. Yep. I don't know if it's Darren doing the production. Yeah, if it is, it is yeah. you're fantastic at it. Yeah, he he's, he is a um, a producer. Um, he was with, wonderful. Yeah, with, with both groups. My very limited experience producing would sound nothing like yeah. this. It would be hot garbage compared to this. As you say, especially in a smaller room where the acoustics uh, probably aren't ideal. And so you said to work with that, the bleed from yep. the microphones. Um, yeah. Bleed, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. a lot of times you'll pick up vocals in, you know, like the drum mic or, or some other ones. It could be very tough. Exactly. Uh, the next song is another one that's like, eh, I'm not really into this song that much. Uh, it's Mary Did You Know. But when you're listening to this, this is Cam Blockland and Melissa McKegg. It reminded me a lot of like a Michael McDonald or some sort of you know early 80s, extremely well-known male vocalist when I listened to it. And it's almost indistinguishable to me, to my limited ears. So why don't we play this one? Did you know? 
I wouldn't call it a metal version because a lot of times when you say something is a metal song, there's a vocal quality that you know goes along with that kind of music. But that heavy, heavy distorted guitar in the background was a real nice addition to that one, Dwayne. Uh, it really gives up some life. Yeah. And this, 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 you know, Cam and Melissa do an amazing job. And energy and yep. like growl. And I, don't, I don't have words, but I really like that. I would listen to this version over any other yeah. version, period. This is my favorite version I've ever heard. Exactly. This is both pretty and powerful at the same time. Yeah. What do the comments say? So, um... First one is, I don't know the religious beliefs of the band members, but I just wanted to say thank you for performing this song with the reverence it deserves. Um, and second one was just, bravo, that was total goosebumps. Yeah. People love their goosebumps. You guys definitely stopped me in my tracks on this one. I had to listen a couple more times. Great, great version. This is where I started noticing, oh my gosh, this Cam Blockland yeah. is an absolutely amazing singer. The last track today, the next one we're going to play is The Prayer. Another song that I'm not big on, but I was getting yep. uh, total Andrea Bocelli feels when he sings this one. So I want you to pay real close attention to Cam's vocals in this one. This is uh, Chloe and Cam. I was a little worried after I said that it reminded me of Andrea Bocelli that people were going to say, oh man, what are you, what are you an idiot? <laughs> I stand behind it because listening to that, what a beautiful, beautiful voice. I want to hear him do some of those classics like Torna a Sorrento or something, just some opera type stuff. I want to hear more of him. Oh, it came from out of nowhere. Some of the other songs I've heard him sing, uh, just regular yeah. songs, right? Yeah, great singer. But then you're like, oh my gosh, when you hear this one. Yeah, it's like, where'd, where'd that come from? And I didn't know I knew the song until I heard the song. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. This is not something that gets heavy rotation in the US. I don't know about New Zealand. Yeah, so it's not here. So when I researched it, it is sung obviously by um, uh, Bocelli and Celine Dion. Celine Dion. That's the yeah. one that I'm familiar with. Yeah. But it doesn't do a ton for me it is a great uh, showcase of vocal talent 
but I liked this one more. I think it's got a slightly faster tempo. Maybe it does. And I'm wondering, yeah, and if it does, it sounds like a little bit to me. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh has happened. Yeah. <laughs> Often. That that's maybe why it appeals a little bit more because it's just that maybe slightly bit faster or it adheres to be faster. You know, that's how I'm hearing it. And um, Stefan is again playing the guitar on that as well. Yeah. So once again, they're backed up by the amazing musicians that is it is everybody else. So I was a little biased by the time I got to this point because I was really invested in all of these vocals from listening to the previous 11 tracks. So when we got to this one, it was like, wow, look how amazing or look how even more amazing these artists are. So it, it might be a little bit of a bias there. I don't know that this version, I would not say, oh, it's better than Bocelli and uh, Celine Dion, but it is an excellent version it's and it's a brave musician to take on a song like this <laughs> yeah that's absolutely so true for, for darren to have the confidence and and the musicians around him to say we can do this so um and and the comments stay say the same somebody mentions about the uh getting goosebumps again yeah that one gave me goosebumps easily yep uh this one goes omg what a perfect duet i mean we knew cam and chloe could both sing but where has Cam been hiding that operatic voice? Truly amazing performance. Okay, good. So. That kind of echoes the thoughts that I had too. So I'm glad I wasn't yep. alone in my thoughts of that. Like, oh my. Yeah. Like sit up and take notice when you <laughs> hear this. Yeah. So um, so that's the album. Um, I'd love to hear what people think of this. Yeah, this is a different kind of episode yeah. that we've never done before. So I want to hear, what well, one, did you like it? You know, we, we went it's a deep dive into an entire album. And if you did, what songs stood out to you? Which one stood out to you, Dwayne? Yeah, so I have uh, two. That is Silent Night and um, The Christmas Song. I can't determine between the two which one I like the most, so I like both equally. And saying that, everything else is not a huge step away. It's just a slightly layer under because I had to choose one. Mm -hmm. So, but any of the songs could easily fill that position. I liked last Christmas because I really liked Darren's vocal on that. And I felt like it was a, you know, tribute almost to Wham on that one. And then I also liked uh, the prayer, even though I don't care for the song, I'm still kind of blown away by the performance that I heard there. So I don't have to love the song to love the performance. Exactly. They were just good. I'm so happy that you turned me on to this music that I was not aware of two days ago. I had no idea this existed. And now I want to go follow links and go down YouTube rabbit holes and see these artists do other things. I did see one with, I think it was Chloe. She does a version of it's raining men. Yep. That is phenomenal. Yeah. And I don't even like that song. No. And it just happened. Like I clicked on the link that was in the the notes on YouTube and it went to that page. And that was the video that auto played. And all of a sudden I, I, I found myself listening to some silly version of it's raining men. And she is so good. Yep. They take some of the most random songs that, that you, you know, typically don't like, turn them into something that uh, you would gladly blast out in the car at full volume uh, just because it's so good. Absolutely love everything they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And if any members of the uh, of Sing It Live are listening to this, and I butchered your name. We apologize. Yeah, this is yeah. two middle-aged white men butcher names. Uh, that that's the, could be the subtitle for this episode. I apologize so strongly. I, I loved all of this music. Every song today, Dwayne, I liked. And that's not always the case. In fact, it's very rarely the case. Oh, exactly. I, I was worried in some ways, what you might think. But then there was a few songs in there I thought, yeah, this completely 
uh, your cup of tea. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to think yep. when you suggested, but I was just, I was along for the ride and, and happy uh, to do so. But yeah, you you blew me away with this one, and I hope they do another one of these albums. Oh, I well, there's obviously millions of songs out there that they could do. So let's hope. Well, Darren, sure, but yeah. one of the. Th- but one of the things that makes it unique is you're not just, uh, it's going to sound bad, but you get like a Kelly Clarkson Christmas album or something, right? You're, you're going to hear her on every single track and it's the same you know, vocal quality every single song. This has uh, this rotating cast as you go through it and it's refreshing and you, oh yeah, I liked that one. Oh yeah, that's great. And it was, it just made me want to keep hearing more and more of it. Oh, Exactly. And I think that's why I liked it as well, enough that I wanted to share it with the world. So, um, Well, thank you for doing that. That's right. And I want to thank Darren uh, for giving us permission to do so. Yeah, that was really, really nice of them yep. to do that. Yep. So please go check them out on Spotify and YouTube and go down the rabbit hole of their non-Christmas songs. Yeah, give them some clicks. Yep. Give them some views. Yep. Uh, they deserve every bit Make of some it. comments. And I hope they're wildly successful from this. Yeah, it would be really cool if uh, if you do check them out, just leave a comment that, uh, you know, Tinsel Tunes Podcast brought you here or something like that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, just so Darren and the team know that uh, that we've reached out uh, to Lots of other people to have listen to their music. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it's come across the pond, as I would say, or you might yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't aware. I hope more people are now. And this was a lot of fun. So thanks for putting this together, Dwayne. That's all right. No worries. Really, really enjoyed it. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you have any feedback, anything you want to say, tinseltoonspodcast at gmail.com or use our Facebook group and and get in touch and, I don't know, share your thoughts. This was a lot of fun for me. I hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did. I really hope as well. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Next month, we're going to do a Christmas in July. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go down or what it's going to be yet, but stay tuned. I, I think... Dwayne has some things up his sleeve, but in case they don't pan out, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, we haven't. I haven't looked into the history of the song that I've suggested to see if it's got enough of a history to do. But there's a couple of ideas there. So, okay, well, you're, we'll we'll just tease that one and we'll leave yeah. it there. And uh, you'll have to come back and join us next month, everybody. So, thanks for joining us. And until next month, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.